Guys, we are in Lesson 12. We're in Ephesians chapter 4. Lesson 12, Ephesians chapter 4. Now, if you remember last week, Paul was telling us that we were not to live as the Gentiles do. And he, and he told us how they live, because, just kind of briefly, let me go back through there. Look with me at verse, I believe it's verse 17 through 19. He says this, This I say, therefore, testify to the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their minds, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who, in, who being past feeling, have given themselves over to the lewdness to work all uncleanness with greediness. So he's telling us not to live that way because when you don't live your life just because everybody else is living their life that way. Because if they're not saved, they're living it out of the futility of their mind because they don't know any better. They're spiritually blind. They're given over to sensuality. And we're not just talking about sexual issues when we talk about sensuality. We're talking about giving themselves over to whatever their bodies desire. So that doesn't have to be sex. That could be food. It could be pleasure. You understand? So he's saying don't live that way. Don't follow their direction. So now he's going to talk about how we should live. And we're going to basically look at these verses, verses 20 through 32, we're going to talk about who we are as a new man, and then we're going to talk about how we should be living as a new man. So we're going to hope to get through a lot of this today. We may not, because there's a lot here, and we may cover the rest of it next week. So I want you to notice with me, first of all, who the new man is, the position of the new man, verse 20 through 24. Look at what it says. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have, have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. If in that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man which is created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Okay, so let's talk about, first of all, their understanding of Jesus. Paul states that they did not come to know Christ through the ways of the old man. So remember what I just talked to you about. He's telling us not to live like the old man, like the, like the rest of the Gentiles do. And remember, it's because of the futility of their mind. It's because they're spiritually blind, because of the darkness they're in. So because of their condition spiritually, they're unbelievers, you're not to live that way. So he's saying, when you're in that way, you can't understand Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? When you're that way... You can't come to know Jesus. This is what he's saying here. Look with me, verse, verse 20. It very specifically says that, but you have not so learned Christ. Because of that behavior there in verses 17 through 19, you didn't learn Jesus that way. You didn't understand him. I mean, if you think about it for a moment, think about your unsafe friends, relatives, and workers, neighbors, and everybody that you, you talk to, and you talk to them about Jesus. Have you noticed they can't get it? Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that when you talk to them, and it makes perfect sense what you're saying, but to them it's like you're talking gibberish. 
You're talking nonsense. Or maybe they've even said to you, you're crazy. You understand what I'm saying? See, you can't learn Jesus if you're in that world. If, if you're in that world. Now, let's go on. Believers came to know God when their hearts were changed. Believers come to know God or came to know Him when their hearts were changed. See, it takes a change of heart. Now, who does the heart changing, folks? God. See, it's His grace. It's His grace. So believers came to know God when their hearts were changed. Now, here's how, he, how, how do you bring about this heart change? How do you bring about this understanding? Look with me, verse 21. He says this, If indeed you have heard Him and have been taught by Him, as the truth is in Jesus. So let's look here. First of all, their understanding came through hearing and being should be being taught by Jesus. Their understanding came through hearing and being taught by Jesus. Now, now you might say, well, wait a minute, hold on a second. Jesus isn't here to teach us anymore. Well, Jesus said, when I leave, I will send another what? Comforter or helper. Who's that, folks? Holy Spirit is the one who gives you understanding, who helps you to see. Now, here's what it was saying. They heard and understood the truth of Jesus Christ. They heard and understood the truth of Jesus Christ. Now, because of that, when you get to verse 22, he's telling them to put off something. And he says, and you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts. So here's what he's saying. They renounced their old life without Jesus. And can I be honest with you? This is where the problem is in a lot of our churches today. We give a message to people and talk to them about coming to Jesus, but we don't talk to them about renouncing the old life. We tell them about getting saved. Everybody's all for that. I don't want to go to hell. But then we tell them that they need to put off the old man, that they need to renounce the old life, their former conduct. You don't hear that much at all. Not at all. In fact, we tell them, you just keep on doing what you're doing, just trust in Jesus. This is not what Paul's talking about here. Remember, he just told us in verse 17 through 19, what? Don't live as they do. And now because you have Jesus, you've got to put off the old man. In fact, here's the interesting thing. With these verses, verses, uh, excuse me, verse 22 through 24, you can actually picture it like this. Taking off old clothes and putting on new ones. Taking off your grubbies and putting on new clothes. Now, the clothes here that he's talking about, the putting off, is with regards to your conduct. It's with regards to how you live your life. And so what he's saying here is that you need to put off the old man, you need to renounce the old ways of your life and put something on new. Now, some of you are like, oh, man, what is he talking about? Is he talking about rules again about what I can't do and what I can't do? Hold on a second. We'll get there in a moment. I, don't want, I want you to follow, my, follow Paul's line of thinking here. Because for a lot of us here, 
Maybe you were raised in a church where you told where you couldn't go eat in a restaurant, you couldn't go do this, couldn't go to a movie theater, whatever, couldn't do any of that stuff. That's not what we're talking about here. What he's talking about is you put off your old way of life, which he describes here. Let's look at how he describes it. Well, I'll, uh, let's look. First of all, they were to no longer live in that way. You're not to no longer. You're no longer to live in the way that is this old life. What old life? Well, go back to verse 17 through 19, the way everybody else is living. You're not to live that way anymore. You're different. You're to renounce it and don't live that way anymore. Why? Because here's the reason why. At the end of verse 22, he says this, The old life grows corrupt in its own deceitfulness. The old life grows corrupt in its own deceitfulness. Look at verse 22. The old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitfulness of lust. Here's something I'm realizing. You know, God takes you through different seasons in your life. Listen to me. Especially if you're growing and maturing in Jesus. And let me tell you one of the things that God's doing in my life right now. It's, it's, it's got me perplexed. And, like, I've been a believer now, what year is this? 2011. I've been a believer now 26 years. And God right now is working on me with things that, man, I never even thought about 26 years ago. In fact, for the longest time, I never gave him any thought or any consideration. But now God's pointing out to me, dude, you've got some issues you've got to work through. I'm like, well, it never was a problem before. But they are a problem. And what I'm finding is, is that if I don't address the old way of life, this statement is true right here. You grow more corrupt. Do you understand what I'm saying? Your desires grow more corrupt. Because they've taken a hold of you. Did you understand what I'm saying? And that's true for every one of us here. You don't address the issues in your life. They're going to they're going to they're going to corrupt you. The old man's going to keep growing more corrupt. This is why we're to put it off. This is why we're to get rid of it because if you keep embracing that old lifestyle, it's only heading to more destruction in your life, folks. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm talking about everything from attitudes to desires to actions. It could be anything. And this is something God's been showing me, and the reality of it is, is, is this passage here. So then, here's what we're supposed to do then, especially in verse 23 and 24. We've got to put on the new man. We've got to put on new actions. Now, here, here's, the, here's the interesting thing. Jesus just doesn't tell you what to do as far as what not to do. Stop doing this. Jesus and God in his word always tells you to replace it with something else. You understand what I'm saying? We, we have a telling to people, we have a tendency to tell people, just stop doing that. Well, if it's an addictive behavior, you got to replace it with something. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? You got to replace bad habits with what, folks? Good habits. Everybody understands that. You got to replace old friends with what? New friends. 
Do you understand? So here's what he's going to do. He's going to tell them to put on the new man now. So I'm going to take off the old grubbies of my old lifestyle, and I'm going to put on new clothes of a new lifestyle. But there's something that has to take place first. In order for that to happen, something else has to take place. So for, let's stop for a moment. Let's say here, let me try to use an illustration here that everybody will relate to. Let's say God's working in your heart and he talks to you about drinking. Okay. First of all, let me just say this. Drinking is not forbidden by the Bible. Drunkenness is. The problem is, is nobody here knows what the line is. And the line is different for every person. There's a line to be crossed with drinking. But you don't know what it is. And what might be the line for you is different for the next person beside you. Does everybody understand me? So you just got to be careful there. But, okay, let's stop for a moment. So let's say God's speaking to you about drinking. And you decide, okay, man, Lord, you're telling me to quit drinking. All right, I'm going to stop drinking. You might go for a little bit. But then something happens and you're back at it again. I tried, but you didn't make it. You didn't do it. You couldn't do it. I'm going to tell you there's a reason why you couldn't do it. Because something didn't change. Maybe your behavior changed. And you can, behave, you can change your behavior for a moment, right? You can change your behavior for a moment. But something else has to take place. So look with me at verse 23. Look at what it says there. Paul's telling them to put it off. Quit living this way. Don't live the way your old lifestyle is. In verse 23, he tells them something they have to do before they put on the new lifestyle. Look at what it says there. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Here's what he's saying. Believers have have been made new in the attitudes of their mind. Or he's telling them to be made new in the attitudes of their mind. The first thing that's going to have to take place, if I take off that old behavior, I've got to change my mind. My mind has to be changed. I've got to start thinking a new way. Now, let's, let me ask you a question. Anybody can tell me how I can start thinking a new way, how I can renew my mind? Anybody know how? Okay. All right, Bruce said start refreshing it with, with the Bible and speaking and talking with God. Okay, that's good. Anybody else? How many of you agree with Bruce? Okay, here's what the Bible says. You know how you renew your mind? With the Word of God. Psalm 119. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not, what? Sin against you. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto the word of truth, or the word of God. Now, I remember, I memorized it years ago in the King James, so that's why I'm quoting the King James there, okay? But the point is, is that you renew your mind. The Spirit renews your mind, the Holy Spirit renews your mind through the Word of God. So if I'm going to put off the old behavior, so let me just stop for a moment. If I'm going to put off the drinking that I talked about, I can't just do it on my own. Something has to change in my mind. 
And the only way to change my mind is with lots of Scripture. To allow God's Word, the Spirit to take God's Word and to change my mind. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is the key that's missing with a lot of our behavior. For years, our churches used to tell people, don't do this. Stop it. Stop that behavior. Stay away from those places. Well, here's the thing. You and I know you can stop the behavior and still have the same mindset, can you? Do you know what I'm saying? You can stop the behavior and still have the same mindset. You've got to have a renewed mind. That's the precursor. You've got to have a change of your mind. And the only way that takes place is by being in God's Word and reading it. Praying about it and saying, Lord, here's what you showed me today. Lord, I can't do this. I need you to help me. I need you to help me. So believers have been made, made should be made new in the attitude of their mind. So here's what they do. They need to put on the new man. Well, what does that mean? We can now walk in newness of life through Jesus Christ. We can now walk in newness of life through Jesus. That's putting on the new man. Now let me just stop for a moment. Let's go back to our drinking thing. Let's say you, you decide to put it off, you're renewing your mind, and you want to start walking new. But here's the thing, you stumble, you fall. Should you just give up? Here, let me drop let me drop let me drop the um, let me drop the drinking thing for a moment. I'll talk about smoking, because I do know about this. When I got saved, I smoked cigarettes. I was 19 years old. I had smoked for several years already by that time. So when I got saved, I was 19, I was 19 years old, and I became a Christian. And there were some things that I gave up immediately. I gave up the drinking. I gave up the filthy mouth. I gave up all of that stuff. Now, the smoking thing, I'm going to be honest with you, that took a whole year for me to give up smoking. And let me tell you what it was like. I knew, and at this time I'm a new Christian, I'm reading the Word a lot, so I'm renewing my mind, I'm feeling the conviction of the Holy Spirit that I need to give this up. And let me tell you what it was like, okay? So I'm a university student at the University of South Carolina. And I got saved towards the end of my first year, so I'm entering into my second year. Now, you've got to understand, this is South Carolina. What grows in South Carolina, folks? Tobacco. So it's very much a part of the culture to smoke. And, and I remember quitting, throwing my pack away. I go for three or four weeks and then have a stressful situation and go buy a pack of cigarettes. And I'd open a pack up and be sitting there on campus at the student union building outside there, sitting on, a, sitting on the wall or something, and, and I'd light up, and I would get halfway down and feel convicted about what I'm doing, and then just stamp out my cigarette, take the whole pack, and just throw it in the garbage. That was a waste of money. But 
It was a waste of money for me to do it. But after a year, the times in between of doing that got longer. Now, here's what could have happened. I could have decided, oh, that's it, I can't do it, and just kept on going. But the emphasis of the passage is is that I continually put on the new man. It's not a one-time thing. I'm continually renewing my mind, I'm putting off the old, and I'm putting on continually the new man. And so guess what? After a year, I quit smoking. After seven years, I quit mentally smoking. The urges to mentally smoke took seven years. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now there's no urge whatsoever. So we are to walk, continually walk in newness of life. So even if you're stopping the behavior, whatever the behavior may be with you, if you fall, that's not the end of it. Now let me just stop for a moment. For some of you here, that's the place the enemy attacks you and tells you that you're worthless. The enemy comes to you and says, well, look at what you did. You said you weren't going to do that anymore. You're going to put on the new lifestyle. You're going to stop all this. What kind of a Christian are you that you're continuing to do this? And so you listen to those lies and you give up. Yeah, but you need to be reminded of Psalm 37. I think it's verse 23 or 24, 25. It says this, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in them. So think about just that. Your life is ordered by God, and God delights in it. Then here's what it says. Though he yet stumble. Now the emphasis there in the passage is is that, yeah, he's going to stumble. Here's what it says. He will not utterly be cast down for what the Lord upholds him with his hand. God is there upholding you with his hand. He knows you're going to stumble. He knows you're going to fall. He knows you're going to fail. But he's there upholding you with his hand. You know, I've often said it before. It's like the illustration of when my little ones learned to walk. You know, and you were right there. Remember? And, and we got those crazy coffee tables with the sharp edges. But we're right there, and we're, you know, we're, we're just helping them. And, and if they fall, we're there to what? Catch them instead of them smacking the floor, you know. The reality, that's how God is with us. So put off the old and put on the new. So we can walk in newness of life through Christ. Now here's what he's saying. The new life was created in righteousness and holiness. Your new life was created in righteousness and holiness. Look with me. And that you put on the new man, verse 24, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. So your life was created according to God. Isn't that awesome? He has a part in who your life is. Isn't that an awesome thought? Then we get on to verse 25 through 32, and that's the practice of the new man. All right, let's, let's close our time with prayer.